I'm Andrew Smith, and this is Today in Church History, a place we're reminded that history is truly His story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of His glory in the theater of world events. Today is Wednesday, February 26th, 2020. But on this day in history, February 26th, 398, John Chrysostom was ordained the Bishop of Constantinople. John was a humble man with an impeccable education. His preaching was adored by his congregation and people in Antioch, though he spoke in a plain style. He was a conservative theologian for his day, yet had a mighty impact on how the church understood doctrine. He was a bold man, which eventually cost him his life. Later in life, John was given the surname Chrysostom, meaning golden mouth, for his reputation as one of the greatest preachers in church history. He was also given the title Doctor of the Church due to his prolific writing. Hundreds of his sermons are in print. Additionally, he wrote many commentaries. Now, John is an interesting and complex figure in church history. Along with Basil the Great, Gregory of Nazianzus, and Athanasius, John is considered one of the greatest of the early Eastern church fathers. Born in Antioch in 347, John never remembered his father, Secundus, a high-ranking officer in the Syrian army, who died when John was a young boy. This left John to be raised by his pious mother, Enthusa, who desired her son to receive the best education. Ironically, though a devout Christian, his mother sent young John to study under Libanius, there in Antioch, the most gifted rhetorician and orator of the day. Libanius was a pagan, but John became his prized student. Now, history is, after all, his story, and God used this education to shape and refine John's speaking abilities, which John would later use for God's glory from the pulpit. During the time of his education, John also studied under Diodor of Tarsus, the leader of the Antiochian school of theology. This training proved to provide John with a conservative understanding of the scriptures and the importance of preaching. Short and thin with deep sad eyes, this little man, John Chrysostom, saw the danger of being a famous preacher. Shortly after his studies, he entered into a severely ascetic lifestyle around the year 367 after meeting Bishop Meletius. He went to hear Meletius preach regularly and devoted his other time to hard work, Bible study, and fasting. His ascetic lifestyle permanently damaged his body and eventually he left the monastic lifestyle and was ordained as a deacon in Antioch and then later a priest. His rise to popularity came during the period of a citizen uprising in Antioch when taxes were levied against the people. During the spring of 387, statues of Emperor Theodosius were desecrated as the people rebelled, prompting John to preach a series of sermons entitled, On the Statues. John's direct appeals to his own congregation and the people of Antioch in general to repent led to a pardon of the people by the emperor. Many are said to have converted to Christianity through these sermons by John. But the legacy of John's preaching was found in his grammatical historical approach to interpreting scripture, as well as his expositional style in communication. Learning under Diodore, John went against the popular allegorical method of interpretation common during the day. John, who had earlier written many works, including his most famous work entitled On the Priesthood, revealed his insights into both the task of preaching as well as the proper method of biblical interpretation. For example, 
He wrote, and I quote, The preaching of the Word of God is authoritative and efficacious because it is God's Word, not the preacher's. Here is the foundation of the passion and the power of great preaching. It is for this reason that the great preachers have preached and their congregations have heard them, end quote. An emphasis on preaching over the sacraments was not an invention of the later Protestantism of the 16th century, but rather was present very early on in the church, even during John's day in the 4th century. Chrysostom was relentless in his view of the Bible and the place of preaching as the primary means of salvation and sanctification. When I see your unsatisfied hunger after spiritual teaching, Chrysostom told his people, I cannot let a day go by without nourishing you with the treasures of the Holy Scriptures. John enticed his congregation to long for the pure milk of God's word if they wanted to grow in their sanctification, saying, and I quote, the Christian who does not know the Bible is a workman without tools, end quote. His book on the priesthood essentially argued that the priest's primary task was preaching, not distributing the sacraments. Now, Dr. Steve Lawson of our own day has made statements very similar to John, the golden mouth. If a preacher wants to get better, he must preach, Lawson says, and preach often. Similarly, Chrysostom said, and I quote, Preaching comes not by nature, but by study. And though a man reach a high degree of perfection and eloquence, it will soon desert him unless he cultivate that power by constant practice and exercise, end quote. John's love for preaching led him to say, and I quote, Preaching improves me. When I begin to speak, weariness disappears. When I begin to teach, fatigue too disappears. End quote. On this day, February 26, 398, John was made bishop of Constantinople. This was a position he did not seek. In fact, he was basically kidnapped, taken to Constantinople, and ordained by Theophilus, the bishop of Alexandria. His appointment was based on the desire of a high-ranking emperor to have the greatest preacher preaching in the metropolis of Constantinople, a very important and also immoral city. Though ordained by Theophilus, he did not embrace John. Theophilus desired another man to be the bishop of Constantinople, and this led to the unfortunate end of John Chrysostom. Unflinching in the face of the weak preaching of his predecessor, John continued preaching in Constantinople as he had before in Antioch. His preaching was exegetical, preaching through books of the Bible. It was theological, based on sound hermeneutics, not the allegorical method of the day. His preaching was application-driven. He wasn't afraid to call out the sins of the citizens or the court. This preaching highly offended the empress, who conspired with Theophilus and had John sent into exile. After returning from exile, John continued to courageously preach the unvarnished truth of God's word. He called sinners to repentance, rebuked the wealthy elites and even priests for living in luxury. He also practiced what he preached by lowering his own household budget and using the money to start a hospital. Eventually, his call for morality, sound theology, and holiness led to another exile, an exile resulting from a synod called by Theophilus on trumped-up charges of 29 counts of heresy and other sins. These false accusations and charges led John, the golden mouth, to be forced to march in severe weather to his place of exile somewhere on the eastern edge of the Black Sea. Already an old man, his body suffering from years of ascetic practices, this skinny, bald, short man with deep-set eyes gave way to the conditions and died. 
Now, Reformed Christians would not agree with everything John the Golden Mouth taught, but his legacy is one of interpreting the Bible correctly, preaching not only to heads, but also to hearts, living the truth he preached consistently, and being a courageous leader for the church, refusing to give in to the politics and games of a wealthy and powerful church structure. He was used by God mightily. He reminds us that when biblical and expositional preaching is the emphasis of ministry, the Lord accomplishes wonderful things for his glory. Though a great preacher, he thought little of himself. He was a man of the book. His commitment to God came through his commitment to the scriptures. The great preacher in his own right, John Broadus, wrote the following in 1907. Such serves as a fitting conclusion to this monumental day in church history commemorating John Chrysostom's ordination as Bishop of Constantinople. Broadus writes, and I quote, The Shakespeare of preachers has not yet appeared, but why should he not someday appear? One who can touch every chord of human feeling, treat every interest of human life, draw illustration from every object and relation of the known universe, and use all to gain acceptance and obedience for the gospel of salvation. No preacher has ever come nearer this than Chrysostom, perhaps none, on the whole, so near." End quote. To hear more Today on Church History podcasts, you can visit Apple iTunes and search for Today in Church History. Remember that history is spelled H-I-S hyphen S-T-O-R-Y. For all the archived podcasts, as well as various articles, as well as sermons, you can visit my website, www.heartaflame.org. Until next time, this is Andrew Smith.